You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I am Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. And this week we have an extra special guest. A very special guest. Oh yes, please join me in welcoming the host and creator at Big Beak Entertainment on YouTube. It's Mr. Big Beak himself! Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a real honor. Yeah, that's um, great. Is that your real name? Is that like on your birth certificate and everything? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I I am, you know, ethnically, I, I'm a toucan. I'm just not religious. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, it's you pretty might, clear I, it's a toucan. I, I do have a, a you know, my, you might know me by my real name, uh, Doug Walker. Oh, oh. Tell me, yeah. we finally got him. We got yeah. him, guys. <laughs> I I do have a much more successful and uh, much better channel. Uh, I think uh, that the guy with the glasses.com. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed my movies. Uh, the one that go into space. I don't fucking remember. My favorite is definitely suburban nights. Um, but kick ass. is pretty good too. Um, I still think your best film ever was the, the one year brawl celebration. <laughs> oh, where... that one's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, don't forget the classic shorts, Melvin brother of the Joker. That's a pretty good one. Or, or let's play Bart's Nightmare. Oh, let's play Bart's Nightmare. I, you can't forget the classics. I, I'm going to be straight with you guys. I, I've literally never watched a single one of my videos. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you. Um, no, we're so excited to have you with us, Big Big. Um, yeah, thank is gonna you so be, much. You, as far as the internet is concerned, are the penultimate fan of this topic we're getting into. It is. You have slowly outpaced everyone else. Yeah, penultimate, I guess, is the word. I, I think Toonrific Tariq's got a leg up on me. Yeah, but he's never going to finish that. Yeah, no, he's never in a million years going to finish that. Uh, but I am just really excited to be here. And I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, you guys. Uh, who, who is Mom, that? I, I'm doing the podcast. No, I, I can't pause it. It's online. 
I, I, practice your trumpet outside, please. Okay, I'm, I'm so sorry about that, you guys. I, I swear that almost never happens. Hey, hey, I, be, be, I, I, I want you to not take this offense, but is your mom single? Uh, no, she is a soloist, though. I always knew Doug Walker lived with his mom. <laughs> 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 Too many bits! This week, we are talking about You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, if you haven't picked up on the bits. Cue the music. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're the kind of reminder we need. You have humility, nobility, and a sense of honor that is very rare indeed. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. And we know you will go very far. Yes, it's hard to believe, almost frightening to conceive. What a good man you are. You are kind. You are kind to all the Charlie Brown is a musical written by John Gordon and Michael Mayer, with music and lyrics by Clark Gesner and Andrew Lippa. Based on the characters created by the cartoonist Charles M. Schultz in his comic strip, The Peanuts. The first version of this, um, the first off-Broadway production, was done on March 12, 1967. It ran for 1,597 performances. The book was credited to John Gordon, although Clark Gesner said that John Gordon was not a real person, but it was instead a collective pen name that covered himself and the cast and production staff, everyone contributing to the script. So... That's kind of funny. Um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown also was revived on Broadway on June 1st, 1971 at the John Golden Theater with an entirely new cast. However, closed only after 15 previews and 32 regular performances didn't last a month. Uh, (laughs) A second Broadway revival came in 1999. The character of Patty from the original 1967 performance was replaced by Sally Brown. New dialogue was added by Michael Mayer and additional songs and orchestrations by Andrew Lippa. The 1999 Broadway revival was nominated for four Tony Awards, winning two. Um, It has been adapted for television twice as a Hallmark Hall of Fame episode, which first aired on NBC in 1973, and as an animated television special, which was first shown on CBS uh, in 1985. The character of Patty was replaced by Sally Brown in that original cartoon and the Broadway revival. So this show is based on the beloved Charles Schultz comic, Charlie Brown and the entire peanuts bunch explore life's great questions as they play baseball, struggle with homework, sing songs, swoon over their crushes and celebrate the joy of friendship and the hatred of all your friends. All right. So (laughs) you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Um, Big B famously in your Charlie Brown ranking video. This special was, I think like the second, Lowest? No, it was the third lowest. Oh, I'll I was have close, you know. Though. I think uh, the only ones below this were the fucking birthday one and mm-hmm. uh, one that I can't remember. So it probably belongs even below the birthday one. Oh no, the football one. 
The roller skate one and the football one, yes. No, no, no. Yeah, the roller skating one and you're in the Super Bowl, Charlie Brown, which I think you could only get from like select shell gas stations. I don't think Charlie Brown would do well in the Super Bowl. He's notably not very good at sports. Well, no, he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. It was some uh, rando named Melody Melody. Yeah, Linus almost won, but Melody Melody um, stole it for the last minute. Melody Melody. Yeah, that's a... My name is Melody Melody. I've been watching you. Melody Melody. That's beautiful. Thank you. Is it stealing if it's in a contest, though? Like, I don't like... I don't go to, like, you know, a like poker competition and it's like, oh, well, you know, I almost won, but, you know, I was just a million dollars short or something. It's stolen if you deserved it more. Yeah. And they took it from It's you. like an election. If you tweet about it louder. Yeah, it's like it's like an election. You just say that they stole it from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in that case, I stole the ranking of your good man Charlie Brown because that was the one that I got the most complaints about. Really? Uh, every every single high school drama student came out of the woodwork to leave a comment on that video that said something like, Hey, I think you are really harsh on your good man Charlie Brown. My high school did a performance of this and I was yeah. in it. I was playing Sally Brown and it was so good. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know who I didn't get that comment from? Do you know the people that didn't comment that on the channel? Were those people's parents? <laughs> Fuck Sally Brown. They should have kept Patty. No, they should have replaced both of them with Charlotte Braun. And Charlotte Braun, yes, the classic character. My favorite. Well, then you can fact. have like a death halfway through the, the play. Yes. <laughs> That's really what it's missing. Just like every middle school production, it's, it's like it's like thoroughly modern Millie, like with a white slavery. In my sister's middle school <laughs> production, it's like you know, just have a murder halfway through. Um, so, you, I I reached out to you because sincerely, your Charlie Brown videos. I am not a Charlie Brown fan. I think we've brought this up on the podcast strangely more often than we should have. Um, but I just watched them a lot, and I have no interest in watching any of the specials. But I will rewatch your videos very often, and I continue to plan to do so. And I knew that so many people have requested You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, on the show because they're the same people that bitch at you for putting it so low on your list. Um, so I really wanted your opinion on the proper stage show, both the 70s version and the 90s version, just to get the vibe. And what are the vibes for you? D is it better than you thought it was? Or is it even worse? Oh, uh, it sucked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm I'm just gonna be dropping the hot takes all throughout this. Um, all right, this all right, recording. all right. Um, uh, I don't know how you want to structure this conversation because this is a production with 50 years of like bullshit behind it. So, well, I'll start with the original idea of it, and then we'll jump in. So, this is technically the first Peanuts fan fiction, if you really think about it. Because the composer was just working on this, um, Clark Gesner was just working on this on his own, saying, trying to get the rights and keep getting rejected by everyone he was going to. Uh, but he kept writing. And then one day he just sent it to Charles Schultz, begging, like, hey, can I do this? And Charles Schultz was like, yeah, 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 do it. This is good. I like this. And got the <laughs> endorsement and eventually went off Broadway, where it was a massive success. A th thousands of performances. Like, really, really big show. I will say, I, I don't think that you should take Charles Schultz's endorsement as, like, some, like, gospel that it's going to be a good product. Because Peanuts has been commercialized all the way, like, oh, yeah. to the moon. Like, the I, my, original special, the Christmas special was a Coca-Cola product placement, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Linus gets uh, rammed into a Coke sign. 
my my kind of and you know obviously I never met Charles Schultz. My take on the man, just from what I have read about him and the work that I've seen from him, is he was a uh, mildly cynical, deeply introspective man who lived a lot of his life in his own head and. Uh, the most interesting thing he ever did was go to France in World War II, but he like didn't even kill any Nazis. So I, you know, but when he got validation for something, he was like super jazzed. Like he was like thrilled out of his mind when Snoopy and Woodstock were made lifetime masters by the American Contract Bridge Association. Like it was not <laughs> that hard to like get Schultz on side. Um his work is also good, so it's also not too hard to adapt, as you will see by the dozens of Peanuts TV specials, handful of movies, and infinite Snoopy plushies that have circulated around. You mean he would have fully endorsed all, like, what is it, the MetLife ads and shit that they've been attached to post-death? Yes, I think that he would have endorsed this if it was a steaming pile of crap, but I think the album is actually quite good. I really like the original concept album. See, I don't love the original concept album. I don't love the Broadway revival. The only time I think the show works is when kids are putting it on in high school. <laughs> I think that's where the show <laughs> is like really effective. The charming moments are charming for the same reasons that the original specials are charming. It's a bunch of kids putting on a show and trying their best. Well, we can talk about why it's so prolific in high schools. I have a couple of theories. The first is that it's a remarkably simple show. You know, you have, what, six characters. One of them is a dog. You know, you can put it on in, like, the middle of bumfuck Alabama, you know, with your, you know, homeschool class. Everybody gets a lot of uh, time. Yeah, there's no, like, stars. It's an ensemble. And the biggest thing is there's a lot of female roles where they get a lot to do, which you don't get in most musicals. And it's short. Yeah, well, even what you could do, like, if you don't have, like, the right, like, cast balance, you could just say, like, yeah, Schroeder's out, we're putting in, like, Marcy instead. Like, you can just switch out the characters, and they very well did with Sally and Patty, because it really doesn't matter. They don't do a whole lot in the narrative. There really isn't much of a narrative to speak of. And I guess this is something that we can talk about in relation to the original concept album. Yeah. Because you have these, you know, songs that are very, you know, kind of short you know, droll, quippy kind of, you know, dry humor, very peanuts like, you know, Schultz could have written these songs theoretically. And then it's like, okay, well, how do we put that into a musical? Which is, I guess, the conversation that, you know, Clark Gesner was having with, I don't know, Bob Balaban or whoever was working on this with him. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, modern American classic Mamma Mia. Yeah. Uh, but And two. <laughs> Yeah, both, you know, obviously cinema and uh, musicals at the top of their craft. But oh, I yeah. think we can learn a little something from them because they take these pre-existing songs and like actually structure a story for them. Uh, and then when they did that for your good man, Charlie Brown, they just took the pre-existing songs and then said, OK, I'm done. <laughs> Um, yes, it's, but vignette shows aren't the most rare things. And in the 60s, we were having this kind of tribe musical style come out um, with, like, Godspell. Like, strangely, I felt a deeper connection to Godspell than I did for any other kind of musical right here. Maybe even Hair, where it's just like, shit happens, there's gonna be a song and a quick scene, and then we're gonna move on. It just feels like 
they're doing a bunch of comics essentially it's like that's all it feels like to me like they reference a bunch of stuff that happens in the comics and they just kind of run with it and there's no coherent overall narrative or anything like that yeah well that's something that i i think really crops up especially in the 99 revival um yeah um let's talk about the 70s tv production really quickly don't think you have anything to worry about charlie brown which is probably the closest way we could ever get to watching what the original broadway cast was like i know it looks like it was shot on a potato and is like literal like garbage to the eyes um but what you could see what did you think uh every single like face looks like a fallout 3 character i i <laughs> this line comes to mind now linus this is what you call a failure face <laughs> It was very much a failure of faces. Um, I I think that like it, it obviously was broadcast. I don't know if this was like taped or something. It was broadcast um, for I think it was like Hallmark. It was like this quick thing, but they tried to hide it really quick as soon as they found out they were doing an animated version. Yeah, the one that you had sent me, it was like it, it seemed like it didn't even start yet. By the end of it, they like <laughs> ended it, and they're like, now it's time for the Hallmark feature with like Ricardo Montalban as the Fantastics. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why didn't we watch that? <laughs> Part of me wishes we did. Um, that's another one that people keep requesting is the Fantastics, but no, I'm like, I'm going to do the Blues Brothers. We're never doing Fantastics. <laughs> I've read the plot for that. It seems like it sucks. Um, there's a, an entire song. It was back in the days when rape meant to steal, but they keep saying rape. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Stop saying to, it. Time to rape this person. <laughs> and I'm like, no! Andrew, I know that was the first one you watched. What did you think of it and Nightmare Feel, Nightmare Feel, whatever? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's hard to push past the fact that it looks like fucking shit. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually didn't watch this one first, though. I watched the animated one first. Okay, okay. Um, so, like, where? how do they compare, in your opinion? Because Big Beak also watched the animated one first. I, honestly, they feel like the same thing, except for this one's worse. This one just... <laughs> It's like looks like ass. It doesn't have like any of the animation charm that the animated one has, which I so I'm I like the peanuts a lot, but I, I hate the specials like all of them. Uh, I just think that the comics are the only way to read the peanuts and fuck the specials. Um, but this one feels like it's close to the comics in a way like everything is a reference to the comics more so than the specials ever do to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't figure out how I feel about this. <laughs> I think that's an extremely appropriate reaction because there really isn't much here to latch on to. It's not <laughs> like there's like, you know, a like, Oh, I was really gripped by like the story of like Lucy deciding to like become less of a bitch. Uh, like you're not like really supposed to identify with like anyone. It's just vibes. The musical, what are the vibes of Charlie Brown bad? I guess. Yeah, it's pretty unpleasant. Everyone hates him. Well, yeah, but that's what that's what the comics are about. Like, <laughs> well, look, at least I can look at the fucking comics. That's why I think we really are having a hard time pinning this down because like how can you tell what the vibes are when I'm like I can't see what the hell's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, the blurry TV special is pretty fucking bad. Uh mm. 
Yeah, the, maybe it the looks better in the in when it first came out. Maybe we have like a shitty taping of the special mm. that got fucked up with magnets or some shit. I don't fucking know. The VHS <laughs> wasn't popular in the seventies. They probably had a third generation tape that is now the only one going around forever. I think this yeah. was on like tubes or something. It's like it's like this was like peeled off the inside of like a glass filament or something. We we'll never know if this version was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can like. <laughs> I so I, I I'm gonna extrapolate based on like the original um album and the cast recording from the original musical. And I'm gonna yeah. say that it was about the same. I, I'm gonna say that there have been no improvements of your good man Charlie Brown in the last fifty years. They they produced a musical in nineteen sixty-nine and then we landed on the moon and then they said, Okay, we're done. That's that's the end of the development for this musical. It, well, we're not funny. gonna make it any better. We're just gonna make it longer. <laughs> Um, there are moments I like in Andrew Lippa's editions. Um, so we could, let's talk about the animated special really quick. Some days I like to wake up early so that I can see the sunrise. And I think how beautiful it is and how my life lies before me. And I get a very positive feeling about things. Oh boy. Have I got some fucking things to say about this one? All right. All right. What, let's go, Big Beak. I know you said it in your video, but let, what, are, what, what do you hate about this special? Well, my, my primary feeling is... I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. I, I think that they cut the best song. Uh, because, you know, I, I was watching this in a vacuum originally. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this about? You know, fucking nothing. And then I'm, I'm listening to the original album and... Uh, the song, what is it, Doctor is In or something, where yes. Charlie Brown is going to his local roadside psychiatry stand, which really speaks to the state of like mental health care in rural America, uh, that Charlie Brown has to go to like you know, Lucy Van Pelt for his psychiatric evaluations. I mean, five cents per session ain't that bad. Lucy's pretty good at it, too. Let me let you in on a little secret, Charlie Brown. If you really want to impress girls, you need to show them you're a winner. Do you think she's submitting claims from <laughs> I think she's buying gumballs with the with <laughs> I don't believe that she would accept Charlie Brown's insurance even if she did like cover it. She would know that no one else would be able to talk to him so she could kind of shake him down for whatever she wants. I always interpreted the stand as Lucy hates Charlie Brown and creates the stand because she wants to make fun of him. That's yeah. how I always interpreted it. I guess I interpreted it as like Charles Schultz was like, I want to do a lemonade stand, but like, what's funnier than that? A psychiatry stand. I mean, that is a funny, a funny gag, but it's also funny because Lucy hates Charlie Brown and Charlie Brown's the only one that ever goes to the fucking stand. And it is the idea that maybe your psychiatrist does hate you. Well, even in the song, she's like, you're a piece of shit, Charlie Brown. And then she's at the, like, she pulls it up at the end, like Fucking like you know Boeing seven thirty seven Max nose diving. She's just like, yeah. By the way, you're you're you, and that's like you know acceptable for now. I'm me. true friend that'll be five cents please <laughs> you know what fair um i i do love that scene um that like i love moments in this show 
But I agree, the animation and the kids here, no energy. No energy at all. Oh, I'm going to disagree with that for one very specific reason. Can I can right. I play a bit from Dear Pen Pal? Of course. Dear Pen Pal, <laughs> I'm told where you live is really quite far. It's falsettos. <laughs> Would you please send directions on how I can get where you are? Okay. <laughs> So, Obviously, you know, a castrato or something, but it, I it, I feel like oh, I that was that high. a kid literally like had their parents like, how am I supposed to sing this? And it's like, just do it like this. And then they did it like that on the day. Just and do it, it like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit you with this, this hot date. I think that's the best performance of that song that I've heard. Oh, my God. I mean, I get it. I don't even goes oh. pretty high. I mean, mm. it's impressive. I think I don't even think like technically it's impressive. I like when I hear that, I believe this is a kid like fucking breaking down <laughs> in a way that I don't believe with um, who's it? Anthony Rapp in the 99 production. Mark from Rent. Put respect hey. on that name. When he's not taking pictures of homeless people, he's a uh, <laughs> he's being Charlie Brown. <laughs> all I all I know about um, Rent is like the joke from Team America World Police. Hey, do the one where everyone has AIDS. <laughs> It's not incorrect, but you should watch Rent, develop your own opinion, and maybe make a video of it. I would watch it. <laughs> oh, boy. That, yeah, I'm, that, my inbox is full on that one. I, I keep getting recommendations for more Peanuts products. I'm never going to do Lucy School, by the way, for any of my subscribers listening to me right now. I don't know. Do you do, you do the comics? Yeah, but like, I'm not going to scan every comic and like, oh, I really like the... Here's the thing about the comics. The comics are just straight up good. Yeah, there's not a lot to like, like riff on in like a YouTube video in the way that there is for the peanut specials. You could really get clickbaity and you might want to cut this, Andrew, because this is a good idea. You might get clickbaity and just be like the 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 Charlie Brown character that was murdered and literally just that. And then just oh, yeah. relay the Wikipedia page about oh. Charlotte Braun and then rake in the views. <laughs> I love Charlotte Braun so much. She's my like like avatar on, on a lot of social media stuff. Do you get like <laughs> random fail mail wishing for your death? Sadly, no. That all goes to me. Nobody, nobody has given me the axe yet. Do you think that's the first <laughs> example of somebody like wanting to like murder a fictional character and like the author actually doing it for them? I can't think of another case where that's happened. Well, <laughs> I, I, no, I, Rose Tico from Star Wars. You yeah, know, I was just going to say that. I was like, that character is gone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically what happened. <laughs> I mean, death without dying is what happened to Rose Tico. I mean, they never killed Charlotte Braun in the comic. No, she's fucking dead. She died in a home invasion like she was axe murdered. I don't know what happened, but I mean, she is dead. The, the drawing of her with the axe in her head, though, that doesn't happen in universe. Yeah, I think. Does. Well, I, I think it's Schultz's headcanon. I don't think that it's like, you know, headcanon. some... Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, I <laughs> yeah, think it's everyone's head headcanon. It's just... I, I think if if you're looking canonically, maybe she moved away. You know, it's, it's no nope, dead. No, <laughs> I mean he brought back fucking Peggy Jean for like a one panel like scene. Like he was gonna bring back Charlotte Bronte if she wasn't dead. <laughs> Charlotte Sorry. Bronte. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I, I was, forgot this wasn't. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've I, I have had half a beer. So um. Oh my goodness. That's scandalous. Some, geez, I, I need trash. it. To, I need it to talk about the 
the TV special. Let's talk about this line. I'm going to be the biggest queen there ever was. Let's talk about how Linus immediately shoots her down with some like Republican bullshit. And then not like 15 minutes earlier, everyone was just telling Charlie Brown that he could have been king. (laughs) Well, the thing about that is women. All that Lucy would have had to do is kill Princess Diana and marry Prince Charles. Oh, you're right. Charlie Brown would have had to like- ended very well. Charlie Brown would have had to like fund like a monarchist revolution. Wouldn't that be interesting? Man, it would have been like Harry situation all over. It would have been interesting. Um, who's, who's the best Peanuts character? That's Just straight Schroeder. up. Oh, well, no, Franklin is the best, unironically. Franklin Schroeder. is very good. Yeah, uh, there's nothing else to say about Franklin except he's just the best character Schultz ever wrote, but he didn't write him like very much. Uh, I think I think Peppermint Patty's pretty good. Yeah, I hate Lucy and and Linus and Sally. I think those three suck. I I, uh, I I'm kind of <laughs> partial to Marcy because Marcy's good. Like yeah. she's kind of an idiot, <laughs> but the, people just assume she's smart because glasses. Because of, gla- of the glasses. Well, Sorry, sir. You can. <laughs> Kind of, I think you might have read more. Like I've read probably maybe like fifty percent to sixty percent of the comics. There's just a lot, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. But she is like not like stupid in the comics. She's just really stressed out about everything. I don't think Marcy's ever portrayed as stupid. No, uh, Marcy is like just weird. Uh, she's got a lot of weird tendencies. Weird tendencies. Um, also, I don't love the reading that she and Peppermint Patty are like together i don't think that that's true i don't think that's ever been true they both want to fuck charlie brown too much for that to be true no she's into yeah they're both into chuck peppermint patty maybe less so they're both into chuck and i think that that's very clear and the reading that they're they're gay somehow i think is just weird um it's just one of those like memes like that you see on the internet yeah it's like bird and ernie Except for Bert yeah. and Ernie actually live together. So, I mean, like, at least that one makes a little and more sense. And they're grown men. The thing about Bert and Ernie is, in their universe, they are grown men. These are kids, so I feel weird, like, oh, definitely lesbians and all that Especially kind of when stuff. a lot of the, the story with them is that they both like Charlie Brown. So oh, it's Those like, are the worst comments that I get. Is like, who do you ship from the Peanuts? And I'm like, fucking no one. Who do you one. ship? Woodstock and Snoopy. Yeah, Woodstock and Snoopy, if anybody. Which also, when they started making Snoopy talk, the comic went downhill a little bit. I think that he's funnier as a mime. And I think that that's I what agree. the musical struggles with a little bit. Like, it's kind of hard to, like, rectify, like... I feel every now and then that I gotta fight someone. With something like... Nobody ever calls me sugar lips. Like, you know, <laughs> you can get those two lines in a row from Snoopy, and it's like, what What the fuck are you talking about? I When Snoopy started talking, I was like, wait, no, they're really doing this? Like, in, in, in this, uh, specifically. Like, why Snoopy shouldn't sing or talk in your special with That's a Musical. Snoopy is a dog. Um, especially when you have characters that you do fucking nothing with. Like, what, what the fuck is Sally even here for? I've actually got a line for that. And I, I'm wondering, because this is from the 1983 or whatever version. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously we all spend a lot of time listening to audio and like splicing audio. So we might be able to hear this, uh, but for you at listening at home or in the car, see if you can and tell if they just changed maybe a word in this. You don't give me that pen. I'll tell Sally what you said about her. <laughs> <laughs> that was a last so bit of change. <laughs> so this is for all the audio engineers at home. If you're going to re-record a word, 
just do the whole line. <laughs> but it's very clear they didn't that have they time. <laughs> it's clear that they wrote this like f- with Patty and recorded it, saying, "I'll tell Patty what you said about her." And then they realized, "Oh right, Patty is a shit character. Let's bin her. Who do we put in her place? Uh, Sally." And that's where that change comes from. Is from this cartoon in nineteen eighty three. But that being said, I think it's a good change. And Kristen Chenoweth, it's worth having her career. Because of your good man, Charlie Brown. Why is it a good change? Sally sucks. Peppermint Patty is way better. It's not Peppermint Patty. It's Patty. Oh, it's just Patty. Oh, no, it's it's just straight up Patty who sucks even more. But like, yeah, Patty's not even a character. It really doesn't make sense why like these like four people are just hanging around each other. Like, it's weird to see Lucy with Sally just like shooting the shit about like a dress she wore. Like, it's not something that they would have that conversation about. Sally would say, like, yeah, I don't really care. Where's my money? That and is what Patty would do is shoot the shit with Lucy. That is yeah. that is what Patty. would. Well, do. in the in the 19, you know, in the in the shit vision one, whatever it was called, the 19, <laughs> the 1973 one, Patty is just portrayed as like the stupidest person who's ever lived. <laughs> and they carry Isn't that Patty's thing that she's loud. Am I mistaken? I think Patty's just thing is that she was there first. It was originally Shermie, Patty, and Charlie Brown. Those were the first three characters. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, exactly. Just that was the first strip. And that's the vibes of the comic. I'm impressed that Schultz managed to turn that into a 50-year-long career. Um, <laughs> he never changed it either. That's the, it's the same joke every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when Clark Gesner was writing this, he was writing this in 1962 I think, right? Yeah. So he had the benefit of exactly like three years of Peanuts comics whereas we as mighty spacemen of the future have the benefit of 50 years of Peanuts comics to make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think like that he was writing these characters super out of character. Like, I don't think that he was like, yeah, Patty's an idiot or something and like that was an incorrect assessment. I just think that we're smarter than people in the 60s. What? No way. Um, they, they, they had all their stuff together. Um, before we move on to the letterbox game um, and then some songs, I do want to share one thing that I think actually kind of works. So about six years ago, um, Michael Unger directed a New York Theater Company production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, starring all the Broadway kids. So every child that was on Broadway at the time, whether they were from Matilda or fun home and anything they got them all together and they're all like fantastic singers but one of them is millie shapiro does that name ring a bell to any of you she plays sally in this production is that the daughter of like millie bobby brown and ben shapiro no but that is a funny joke and 10 comedy points um it is the little girl from hereditary who gets beheaded (laughs) (laughs) and so really spice up the musical it did, but she is actually very good. Why are you telling me my new philosophy? The teacher gave a D on last week's homework. She said, Miss Sally Brown, your grades are going down. I could have told her your new philosophy. My new philosophy. See what I mean? Like, I, I think when kids perform this and like really good kids, it can't just be like kids doing it for fun. It, I think this yeah. really sings, and I think that twenty six cast album, twenty sixteen cast album, is the best 
version to listen to. I think children definitely have to be performing this. It, it, we didn't talk at all, but it's weird when Charlie Brown is a grown man. With hair? Uh, with hair. <laughs> okay, pretending listen, to he be... always has hair. It's just very light. He's got one hair. That's the weird thing about <laughs> the Peanuts movie that I hated is how they animated his hair. is just like one like unicorn hair sticking out of his forehead. No, Charlie I, Brown has hair is, canonically. It's just, it's like, you know, the blondest friend that you have whose like hair is like translucent. Nah, Probably because Schultz didn't like to, he's bald. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My dad's it also, se- it also sep- separates him from the rest of the crew. Except, Yeah, well, it meant that Schultz could use less ink when drawing him. Yeah. Didn't have to do the hair that he did for Shermie or the shading that he did for Franklin. On that note... <laughs> Um, it's time for everyone's favorite point of the game. It's time for previews. And this is the time when we compare our opinions to those of the real critics out there, those on letterbox.com. And I'm going to read you both going head to head a real letterbox review from any of the peanut shorts. And you have to tell me based on the review alone, whether it's a one star or a five star. I was about to ask, are there even enough Letterboxd reviews to do that for your good man, Charlie Brown? No, they were not. So I went into (laughs) all of them. Okay, good. That gives me some context. Who wants to go first? Let our guests go first, I think. All right, Big Beak, you're ready. Thank you. Yes. Charlie Brown did have hosts, actually. Can I, like, ask which one that's from? I would not be able to answer that for you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You can ask, and sometimes I will know. That one, I do not know. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guess that's from 2002, which is a piece of shit, so I'm going to say one star. That was a five star! Charlie right. Brown's got hose. Andrew, are you ready? <laughs> I, I I guess so. Cool Thumb Brown just passing through. Cool Thumb Brown just passing through. Okay. Uh, Five stars. That is correct, and was also written by our own guest, Big Beak Entertainment! Oh, really? Yes, I am a letterboxed... Uh, Person. What did you write that for? You like this one? I wrote that for uh, the 2006 He's a Bully Charlie Brown starring Taylor, Taylor Lautner of all people. Oh, damn. That's something I think we should make fun of more celebrities for is like the time they spent with Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like he's Jeffrey Epstein. Fail. We got to bring that up more often. But <laughs> you went to the Charlie well, Brown Island. Yeah. Like I think it's like hilarious that Fergie's first gig was like his Sally. <laughs> And Elizabeth Moss was somewhere in there. Well, we can make fun of Elizabeth Moss for other things. Yeah. Um. All right. Are you ready, Big B? I, I thought I was, but all right. Let me, let me have it, I guess. <laughs> I think it's really funny that this made it canon that Charlie Brown likes MILFs. Uh, I, I'm like, I'm trying to like reverse engineer it. Like if I can guess the special, I'm not going to guess it. Uh, One star. <laughs> that is a five star. <laughs> I can't think of any instance of Charlie Brown like being down bad for a MILF. I, I on, cannot it, either. Doesn't it just turn you on, though? Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> I mean, is that person single? <laughs> um, all right, Andrew. <clears throat> Drunk driver picks up Snoopy's brother and shows him a good time. <laughs> Which brother? <laughs> oh, the only one that they knows. care about. Yeah, I know. Oh, the, the cactus guy? Yeah. Um, I, I gotta say five stars again. That is a like... one star because that movie looks like an insane trip. That movie's great, actually. Every single person sh- like listening to this should watch uh, It's the Girl in the Red Truck, Charlie Brown. Great, I'm gonna go change that. Spike, he'll be back in a minute. Peppermint Patty and Snoopy murder ten boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five stars. That is correct. And you all are tied now. 
All right, one more time around, we're then tied. we're done. I, s- I swear I was behind. All right, we're tied. Yeah, we're he tied. He doesn't actually keep track. He just likes no, to no, say no, we're tied no. No, 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 no. Andrew never got oh, anything after the first one. Oh, okay. All right. All right, Andrew. Okay. Linus hunts cougars. Okay. Linus actually would be into older women, that's for sure. Um, it's either Linus or Rerun. One of them is the sex pest. The Rerun's a fake character that I, I won't acknowledge. You don't like uh, Rerun? <laughs> the fuck, man? He's just a kid. Watch out. He's going to um, get Charlotte Brond. <laughs> he basically did because he disappeared like as soon as Apple bought it. You can like flip a coin on whether or not Rerun is alive or not. <laughs> <laughs> Linus hunts cougars. That's going to be a one star. That's a five star. Um, all right. Big Beak, this is the last one. You could okay. be, We can win this all here, even though it's not fair at all because you started this. So, um, Even if I'm wrong, please like lie to me and tell me that it's right. Snoopy brought a loaded gun into Charlie Brown's home. Five stars. That's the Thanksgiving that is correct. one. That is correct. And you have won the letterbox game. Oh, thank goodness. My entire identity was wrapped up in winning that game. So I'm really glad that I did. Okay. Some <laughs> guests that we've had get really anxious during that game. They get actually really competitive and uncomfortable during it. So I'm glad you took it with stride. <laughs> I've is... written probably half of those reviews. I, I think that I was, I might've had a bit of a leg up. There was another review of yours that I didn't read, which is Lucy is a flat earther confirmed. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Actually, no, she would just do that if it was profitable. So she is like the ultimate flat earther. She's a grifter. Hey, Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, Forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, To my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code musicals50 at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll 
You'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so, go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a sh 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 at you. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. And over at Patreon, you can get all this fun shit. We got commentaries. We got full-blown different podcasts. You can watch me and Andrew do commentaries on the Star Wars Holiday Special, the Rugrats movie, both Camp Rock movies, the Goofy movie, and all three High School Musical movies, along with just a lot of other crazy bullshit. Um, but Andrew, why don't you tell... Actually, actually, our guests, I can see right in the top oh my God, of their no. lips that they just want to say support support them on Patreon. I can see that right at the top of their toucan lips that they want to say it. Yeah, you should support them on Patreon. I don't know why the fuck you're not. <laughs> I got to say it! did it! I got Doug Walker uh, to support us. Doug Walker is now a patron. <laughs> Listen, I review it so you don't have to. And let me tell you guys, I took a fucking bullet for you this time. But who is supporting us, Andrew? Our current patrons are, and here we go, uh, Melissa Goldman, Danielle Rennix, Justice Stampede, Ewan Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Mina Maniri, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Choquette, John Vanals, Ross Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Janae C, Scoot in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Liz Lim, Nothing is Certain Except Beth in Texas, Thesbian, Ren Cullen, Raphael Martinez Salaz, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Katie McDonough, Chris Marcote, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Trevi Joseph, Leela, RJ Nariga, Char Charlie B, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown is a patron, uh, <laughs> Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Frazier, Sammy the Most Lopez, Liana Morton, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sophina Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargle, Eliza Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Cheska Vare, uh, Sarah Den Blaker, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Gathering Party Before Venturing Forth, Rora Marasso, Mara Forloin, Captain Rodtastic, Lisa L., Sarah Walsh, uh, Nobody, and The Nostalgia Critic. Um, nobody is The Nostalgia Critic, and they just are too embarrassed <laughs> to admit it, so... Um, but they give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals of Cheese. If you would like to join them and get patron-only commentaries and tons of other shit, come join us over at Patreon. Alright, let's get back to the show. Hey Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? 
Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code musicals50 at factorsmeal.com musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so, go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Da, 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 da. I don't like this song. Charlie Brown, I don't understand. You're a prince, and a prince could be rich. With a heart such as yours, you could open any door. You could go out and do anything. You could be king, Charlie Brown. You could be king. You could be king. Only things must end. I've memorized that phrase by heart. I really, like, I stayed away from this musical for a very long time because I really did not like this opening number. 
I think that it's not the number that they should open it with. I, I don't think it's bad, but it's not the one that they should open with. I think they should open with the kite one. I get, yeah, yeah, because we always like to see Charlie Brown in pain. More recently, they start with like the Vince Guaraldi, and that 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 one. Um, oh, and that's then they incorrect. They shouldn't do that. I I don't really feel like this song makes sense as an opener, just because it seems like it comes out of nowhere. Everyone's just talking about how much they shit on Charlie Brown, and then all of a sudden they're also all singing about how he's great. I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting the lyrics. Maybe it's uh, all uh, sarcastic. They actually don't like Charlie Brown. It feels like they wrote the song before the script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I don't know. It just it feels a little weird. Honestly, it just feels out of character for everybody because nobody in this show says they like Charlie Brown. Uh, At least not really. And then Lucy does. At the very beginning. They all love him. I think that Schroeder doesn't say anything negative about him. I think he's just like, you know, Charlie Brown, like, kind of like, isn't good at stuff. That's not incorrect. Schroeder is always kind of just neutral because he doesn't give a shit about anything except for Beethoven. Um, really? <laughs> he's got a hyperfixation. He's not moving away from it. I mean, he literally, his his posture is crouched over yeah. staring at his uh, piano. I mean, boys have literally, boys pick one personality and stick with it for their entire life. Usually it's, it's trains. True. I, I wish it was trains. It's usually cars. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's like boys pick one of these as a personality and it's like a train or like a soldier or like a plane or something or an astronaut. <laughs> what? And ours? A microphone. Yeah, the podcasters. Yeah. And somehow well, we're the podcaster now. We live our lives in the podcast minds, churning I, out content for you, the glorious patron i will say sincerely that the 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 pandemic killed podcasting being an interesting and niche thing because then everyone got a fucking podcast it's like artisanal mining the barrier to entry is just so low that like how could you not yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong but then like pandemic no one had anything to do so then they got a podcast and then they abandoned it as soon as they like you know, got back to real Except life. Except us. We were pathetic enough to stick with it. We were pathetic <laughs> enough to be podcasters before the pandemic. Aha! We're we're worse. The, the You want to talk about the kite? I mean, we mentioned it briefly. Yeah, let's talk about the kite song. A little more speed, a little more rope, a little more wind, a little more hope. Gotta get this stupid kite to fly. Gotta make sure it doesn't snag, doesn't droop, doesn't drag. Gotta watch out for every little whoops. Less speed, a little more tack, less rise, a little more slack. Gotta keep my wits about me now. Gotta make sure it doesn't get the best of me till I get it in the air somehow. Millions of little kids do it every day. They make a kite and poof, it's in the sky. Leave it to me to have the one fool kite who likes to see a little kid cry. I think this is the song you should start with because this seems to most like the I Want song to me. Yeah. I mean, as far as this has a narrative, sure. Well, like, you could structure a narrative out of this. You could, like, extract a story from this if you really wanted to about Charlie Brown, you know, failing to fly a kite. And then he's like, oh, well, maybe my, you know, you could do like Pippin where, you know, you know, like shit. And uh, the story is like, you know, oh, I wanted to fly a kite, but maybe that's not my purpose. Uh, oh, well, maybe I can be, you know, good at, uh, I, I don't know, tying my shoes or something. Oh, well, you know, I failed at that and then you end with the pen pal song then we have the pen yeah. pal then we have the baseball there's a yeah that's a good one yeah you can structure it you, you, they just didn't and that speaks to there's, me like you yeah. could just get away with anything in the 60s like you did really did not have to try very much you just had to have a recognizable brand i mean have you seen godspell i mean yeah, yeah. have you seen godspell <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't you don't need a plot 
You do not need a plot. You just need a familiar brand, you know, like Jesus. Or Charlie Brown. They are yeah, equivalents. So. In fact, I might say Charlie Brown is bigger than Jesus. Charlie Brown does have a longer book at this point. Yeah, I think it is technically the longest story written by a single man. I just really love, like, even, he's like, Snoopy likes me, and she's like, no, nah, you, you just feed him, and he pretends to like you. Your dog hates you. It's funny, because that's unironically true. Like, Snoopy doesn't actually like Charlie Brown that much. I don't think he <laughs> hates them, though. He doesn't hate him, but it, I don't know how much love there is between Charlie and Snoopy. Is there love between Snoopy and Sally, though? Do they even know each other exist? They I have don't think to. They, there's there's they, a fetch game that they play in this. Yeah, but that was Patty originally. You're citing this as canon? Our, Keep in mind, anything with Sally is supposed to be Patty and Cannon. Oh, you're right. You're right. Charles Schultz never approved this being Sally. You're right. I do think that um, Snoopy was originally supposed to be Patty's dog. When did that change? I don't know, like the fourth or fifth strip. Schultz changed stuff all the time. Woodstock's technically like the first trans Peanuts character just because Schultz was like, oh, it's a girl. Oh, no, wait, it's a boy. So it's kind of like Tweety Bird where for years we all just assumed Tweety Bird was a girl, but no, it's a boy. Because it's kind Wait, of. Tweety Bird's not a girl. No, it's a boy. Oh, okay. Well, I learned something today. Um, I think the only female Looney Tune is Lola, and they had to introduce her in the nineties. Well, there's the cat. There's the cat that gets uh sexually harassed every episode. That's I yeah yeah Pepe <laughs> Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew's like I don't think that cat ever had a line of dialogue. But um, let's move on to the next song. Um, let's talk about. Little known facts, you know, the song about Lucy being a flat earther. Come along, Linus. You see this tree? It is a fir tree. It's called a fir tree because it gives us fur for coats. It also gives us wool in the wintertime. I never knew that before, Lucy. That's very interesting. This is an elm tree. It's very little, but it will grow up into Oh, you can tell how old it is by counting its leaves. Gosh, Lucy, that's fascinating. Now, wait a minute, Lucy. I don't mean to interfere, but actually... Let's talk about little-known facts. Let's talk about what they don't want you to know. <laughs> Where do you really think the rain comes from, Charlie Brown? <laughs> you think that's air you're breathing? <laughs> do you see this tree? It is a fir tree. It's called a fir tree because it gives us fur. Fur coats. And it gives us wool in the wintertime. <laughs> Okay, I laughed. I don't know. Is, do, is, do we not think this is funny? Is there, I like this scene. Am I missing something? I think it's funny, but I've heard it like seven times at this point. So it's it just becomes like, yeah, okay, Lucy is, you know, either just setting up Linus for failure or proving that she herself is the stupidest person alive. And Charlie Brown just like wants to correct her. And she's like, Charlie Brown, no, you're wrong. She gaslights Charlie Brown to his face. <laughs> I mean, that's just any argument with a flat earther. It's a Lucy thing to do, though. Like, Lucy is a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it comes up out of the ground like grass. It comes up, Charlie Brown. Snow comes up. I, I do want to talk about how this song suffers from an utter lack of Woodstock in every performance. Because keep in mind, this play was written before Woodstock existed. Yes. Um, Snoopy's character really does not work without Woodstock, in my opinion. But... When Sally points to Woodstock in the cartoon, I'm like, yes, that joke lands. When Sally just does it like on stage, or I'm sorry, not Sally. I keep saying Sally because Lucy is, you know, not somebody who I really think of very often. But <laughs> when Lucy, when Lucy points to nothing on stage, uh, it's like 
what is like okay is it an eagle oh i guess it's just a sparrow okay we're that missing something yeah it's visual humor that is not being communicated effectively um yeah we should really write a bunch of letters to andrew lippa um and say hey you fucked up you fucked up with this musical and you're a failure really <laughs> yo real quick i want to shout out the absolute chad <laughs> who recorded this thing like under his jacket or something <laughs> in the middle of the theater. In and 1999. Like, and he was doing the camera zooms and he was like, yeah, this is going to be a real production. And I want to shout Yo. this guy out because this is the only footage that I think we could find. Yes. Was this one like bootleg pirated copy. Bootleggers are like the backbone of Broadway. They, These people are heroes. Preservation yes. people. Like yeah, truly. And it looked better than the 1973 special. <laughs> Let's talk about Supper Time, which is kind of the 11 o'clock number, weirdly. Supper Time? Supper Time? Behold the brimming bowl of meat and meal, which is brought forth to ease our hunger. Behold the flowing flagon, moist and sweet, which has been sent to So supper time. Uh, Snoopy sings about wanting food. And Charlie Brown tells him, Okay, there's no need for a big production. Hey, and then <laughs> everyone, everyone claps their hands. Yeah, I, I agree with Charlie Brown. I think that, you know, Snoopy should just keep it down a little bit. <laughs> People are trying to sleep in the audience. I do like Roger Bart playing Snoopy. I, I do like Roger Bart as Snoopy on stage. I just don't think Snoopy should talk ever. No, I like him too. I think that his manner is, I think that he's probably the best performer up there. I agree. Um, in, but I also think that he's got a pretty easy job. I don't think that it's like pushing the boundaries of like, you know, acting. No, but like, I like Anthony Rapp as a human being. Him as Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't know what he was going for. I don't know what any of them were going for. At least he didn't do like a, a weird voice. Um, Roger Bart. Yeah. Everyone else did, um, except Kristen Chenoweth. Her voice is weird enough without doing a weird voice. <laughs> yeah, if we want to talk about how only like shrill children sh should sing this, we can talk about Kristen Chenoweth. I, I think that she really comes out strong there, and I think she won the Tony for her little role. On yeah, this. she did. I, I, as part of my trying to find this performance, I saw her Tony performance of um, My Philosophy. Yeah, and she's good. She's very she, good. Yeah, she is a bucket Shame. of charm, and I'm grateful she's had the career she has. It's a shame I hate the song so much. Why do you hate the song? <laughs> I hate I both of the songs. I hate Beethoven Day more, um, but I also hate my philosophy. Um, That's weird. What do you have against Beethoven Day first? Uh, it sucks. Schroeder, I just want you to know I'm on your side. I want to help you publicity-wise with Beethoven's birthday. Thanks for your support, but I just don't want to see Beethoven's birthday commercialized. Commercialized? Yes, the next thing you know, they'll be wearing Beethoven sweatshirts. Beethoven Day. If you're wondering now, how do we start? Just blow the music till you know it by heart. We're gonna celebrate, we'll throw a party. Beethoven's birthday. Beethoven Day. And when you say the title, you hear a great recital. All right, a very boy and girl to stand up and say, Hooray, Beethoven, hooray. Schroeder's whole thing. I guess it's kind of my joke that Schroeder is the most base peanuts character because he will stick up for Charlie Brown and he really doesn't care what anyone else thinks of him. Uh, as long as he is just kind of 
doing the thing that he's comfortable with. Um, Schroeder in this is like, I've got to get everybody to sign on to Beethoven Day at any cost. But we also got to make sure that we don't commercialize him. But also, I want to put his face on Mount Rushmore. I will say, if Schroeder's going to do that about anything, it would be Beethoven. I Also, just like, you know, I get it. Schroeder likes Beethoven. Like, you know, introduce him to like Nine Inch Nails or something. Like, like spice it up. No, this is art. What about my, 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 like, what's that speech he gives? Oh, yeah. Playing great music is an art. An art. Do you hear me? An art. Art, 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 art. Saloon gals, sing. Little bitty snot-nosed children, sing. I yodel, and yodeling is an art! I don't know who was doing the, you know, obviously rating a stage performance is very different when you're like watching it behind a screen versus when you're in the audience. I imagine the audience was like losing their minds over that. I thought it was a little over the top. I, you know, that's just me having seen this at the end of a long list of other Peanuts content, including the same musical twice over. Um, it was Stanley Wayne Mathis who played it on Broadway. Um, he, he's well known. He's like a good character actor. Like he was, um, he was in the, he was the main chief in the Book of Mormon. He was in, uh, the Lion King original Broadway cast as one of the hyenas. Um, but most famously he was Schroeder in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And on that note, what is our overall thoughts on You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown and our cheese ratings? Andrew, why don't you go first? Uh, honestly, it's a bit of a mess. It, it just doesn't have anything to like really pull you in. And even as a fan of the Peanuts, like you got to do a bit more than just kind of uh, short vignettes of these things that aren't even really that funny. And I don't know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't really sucked into it at all. Um, I, I didn't get nothing out of it, because I think that there are a couple jokes and songs that work. Um, and it is short, which, being short, is a big plus. Um, <laughs> so, there is that. Still, I don't think I can recommend it, really. Um, though I will give it a cheese rating of a uh, grilled cheese made in a uh, Snoopy and Woodstock grilled cheese make, mm. which uh, I assume puts a little pattern on it, I hope. Either that or it just has a, it just is a grilled cheese maker that has Snoopy and Woodstock on it. be a very regularly shaped grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that would work at all. Um, All right, Bigby, how about you? Um, I'm not really much of a musical guy. I did look up the reviews for this. Um, There was this one review by this guy named Ben Brantley. No! Don't you dare! We avoided this! I think that he was right on the money. Uh, I very perceptive individual. He said basically <laughs> like this should really not be on Broadway. They like did not know how to make this a big production. There's this one scene where Linus is like dancing with his blanket and it's like the blankets like on one wire. Uh, it's very clear that like this was not like a Jim Henson production. Um, and it, it just, they, they really did not know what to do. I, I think that that was the biggest problem is like they had this, this thing, this big albatross around their neck, which is the original album that we have to write around. And then they just didn't. Um, so I, I really would even hesitate to call this a musical. I'd probably call it a review first. I, I think that you guys might disagree with me on that. But um, I would give this a cheese rating of uh, peanut cheese, which is Why? what the well, because it's what the Dutch call peanut butter. So it's a lie. <laughs> exactly like calling this a musical. I actually kind of agree with the idea that this isn't really a musical. Um, I feel like I might call it like a song cycle or something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know enough vocabulary to be as smart about it as you guys. So I'll it doesn't trust you. have the musical structure in any real way. No, so. it's closer to something like Godspell than it is to something like I don't know Book of Mormon, which a lot of people would just kind of vaguely put that in the category of musical, anyways. But if we're talking yeah. like more specifically structure wise, I feel like this doesn't really fit on that note big beak you do incredible things on the internet promote them for the world to see and find um oh yeah uh you can uh subscribe to my you know youtube channel um youtube.com slash at channel awesome no don't do that don't do that pop quiz hot shot um whatever else brother the joker yeah, whatever else I've made, you know, obviously it's oh, all good. Oh, Pop Quiz Hotshot, that's a classic. Demo reel, that classic? Oh, yeah, demo. No, but subscribe to, you know, youtube.com slash at Big Beak Entertainment uh, if you want to see basically whatever I feel like uploading whenever I feel like uploading it. Uh, I don't I don't usually do, you know, peanut stuff, but I will do another one at some point uh, because you guys keep asking me for it, um, but probably not before, like, Starfield comes out or something. I don't know. I don't know how to preface this entire thing. You'll never get more Charlie Brown shit. Stop asking for it. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Musicals and Trees. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell us how wrong we are and how this is the best musical ever. Follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Patreon at Musicals and Cheese, Instagram Musicals and Cheese, YouTube page Musicals and Cheese. Email us at MusicalTheaterLives at gmail.com with your manifesto about how uh, your good man Charlie Brown is actually better than the Phantom of the Opera, and I don't even know if I disagree with that. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. You're fucking great, Juliet. Don't you forget that. This show is edited by Andrew DeWolf, and he's doing a fucking fantastic job. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for inviting Doug Walker onto our show. <laughs> And way up there, the little stars and planets, they make the rain that often showers. And when it's cold and winter is upon us, the snow comes up just like the flowers. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.